The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 31st, 2018, season 14, episode number 105. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to talk about the Cowboys' big win yesterday, 36-35, in a game that most thought was meaningless but was entertaining nonetheless. A fun game to watch. Cowboys come out on top and accomplish some of the things that I think they were trying to accomplish going into that game. Uh, whether you agree with it or not, it seemed like they may have accomplished some of those things and felt good about yeah. it. How's everybody doing today? Everyone's doing great. <laughs> doing great. You're uh, great. No, I'm pretty great. I'm, I'm happy with the end of this season. I'm happy of the things we were able to see yesterday. Definitely expected a really boring game and just like, God. It was getting there. And the way it started. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah you but kind of thought, here we go. Things turned around and it, that was exciting. That was exciting to see some of the things that they did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, you know, and one of the things that I wrote about, I was trying to figure out how, what to write about this, and I, I just found some positive things that I think, you know, you can get go into the playoffs with. And, uh, again, nothing really matters if you don't win. We all know that. I mean, it doesn't matter what the Chiefs have done. It doesn't matter what the Saints have done. Nobody – it doesn't really matter if you don't go win this game uh, coming up uh, against Seattle. So we all know that. But what are the some of the things that happened in there – and, and I think that, that there were some. There's some things you can have some some confidence about going into. And, and I thought Dak just played amazing. And, and this was really big for him, in my opinion, because the, the three best players on the team, I think of on the offense, if you say who are the three best guys, they were all out. And there's a reason why they were out, because they're probably because they're the three best guys. And he goes out there and, and continues to, to play and, and, and thrive without him, found some new guys to, to throw the ball to. I, I thought he played one of his best games of his career, without a doubt, because he didn't have that help that everyone always says he has. He was 61%, 27 of 44, 387 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero fumbles, 120.2 uh, quarterback rating. And I thought the most important thing, I shouldn't even say the most important thing, but one of the most interesting things was he was sacked four times, he was hit 10 times, there were no turnovers. That, to me, yeah. is improvement, because what we have seen from Dak is he's been hit a lot this year, mm -hmm. But he hasn't always held on to the ball, and I think um, I'm even willing. I know some fans were like, hey, some of those sacks, if he held on the ball maybe a little too long, I'm okay with that as long as he's not turning it over. Sometimes it's okay to take the sack and move on. You can't do it at certain times in the game, in certain situations, but sometimes taking the sack is not a horrible thing, and you live to fight another day. But all that considered, and considering the fact, as you said, Nick, he was without three of the top offensive players on the team, and most importantly, in my opinion, is Zeke. Uh, we've talked a lot on this show about the fact that this is a running team that's built around its identity being built around Zeke Elliott running the ball. Do you think this is maybe shades or at least giving you a little bit of a, a glimpse at what this what this quarterback can be? I know we've talked a lot about, you know, the trajectory of a guy like Russell Wilson, who ironically they'll be playing this next week in the playoffs and how you make a, how a team makes a transition from being a running team and allowing their quarterback, their young quarterback to develop into a team that then is relying on the quarterback's arm. 
think maybe we're seeing a glimpse of that yesterday in in what Dak was able to do. I think so. Uh, go back to his his rookie year. What what were the not just Zeke, but what were the things that really helped him? You had a, a tight end he could rely on. You also had Beasley making seventy five catches in the year. So we always said kind of the easier throws, the ones that were more underneath, not as challenging. He had those security blanket type throws. He had those yesterday as well. And Beasley, before the, the touchdown catch, Beasley was really uh, helping all, throughout the game, making some nice plays, moving the chains. And then Jarwin was just, you know, I don't know who that was, but I mean, he, he was unbelievable. But he, th that returned. And when you have those guys, then it opens up Gallup. It opens up Amari Cooper. And, and I think that, you know, that's what he needs. He needs these, guys, these type of guys. But he made great plays on his own, too. I mean, he made some really great throws. Um, Probably the best play of his career. I mean, I, the the touchdown to Beasley because he could have run it. I think I still have not seen a regular highlight of that. Really, We're, I haven't seen that highlight. I turned. I've finally found the news and got the end of that, and I has, have not seen you the can actual. Go to Somos and watch it. The actual yeah, what? I'm sorry. The actual TV broadcast of oh, the, of the shot and yeah. of the throw. Okay. We're down on You're the field. You got oh. Oh yeah, Just give me a give me a. Kent's second. gonna get it right. Kent's gonna. But get you know what thing. I found really interesting, and I saw a comment someone sent to me uh, after the game saying, "Well, you know, the pressure wasn't on because this was a meaningless game. Didn't matter. So it's different when you're in the game." Which is an interesting comment to me because it led me to thinking. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I wonder how different this was compared to other games as far as, let's say, Linehan saying certain things to Dak, how much freedom was given to him as far as the things he was doing on the field. I watched a lot of the replays on several plays, and he looked so poised, and he wasn't hesitating. Um, there was a lot less hesitation from him. He, Whenever he was in the pocket and didn't move, he found the guy, he was focused, and then when he did need to move and run, and we've seen that how good he is sometimes when he's running and throwing the ball, and clearly it worked. So I, I, I'm really curious to see as far as the game plan and how much freedom was given. You know, another thing, and anyone that says, well, that was just the Giants. Remember, yeah. the Cowboys made themselves worse than the Giants. I mean, they, they did. They, they brought themselves down to a, a level lower than that. And, and if you don't believe that, just remember, Vegas doesn't lose money on, on purpose. They don't like to do that. There was a reason why they were a seven-point underdogs. The Cowboys were seven-point underdogs in the game. I thought that was a little too much. Um, but I didn't, you know, they, they, I guess they knew Zeke wasn't playing and all those, those linemen. But so you can say, well, it was just the Giants. And they, they missed Odell. I said that. Yeah. I said that at the first touchdown yeah. to Blake Jarvis. I'm like, oh, it's the Giants. No big deal. And then they did it again. And then they did it again. And it's like, okay, but, wow. I, it's but, different. And, and you know that the Giants, they were competing. I mean, yeah. they, this Eli is, the, is not good. But. This is a team that beat the Bears a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I, I know that Trubisky wasn't playing there. But, they, you know, they went and the Bears had things to play for. Played a tough game against the Colts yesterday. Yeah. I mean, last, last week, week too. Yeah. So, they they were on paper a better more talented team than what the Cowboys rolled out there so that's why it, to me it was it was an impressive win and I think it's more than anything gives them confidence to go into especially Dak gives them some confidence to say you know what you can be a really good player in this league you were on this game and uh, and then you get some weapons back and you know you can have a chance to the stakes will be raised a lot higher but I thought it was a really good 
I don't know about momentum. I don't know if I like that word, but I think more confidence builder. So let me ask you this question. I was I was one of the people as the game was going on that was like, get Dak out of this yeah. game. And we got to the third quarter. I was like, get him out because whatever you're going to gain from him being in there is not worth the potential risk of him getting hurt now. Especially after the, you saw Suafilo and then yeah, you saw Leighton yeah. Vendorage get hit. Absolutely. Yeah. And but but then after the game, and I'm thinking about the things that that Jason and Dak. And even Jerry were saying after the game about why they went this route. It started to kind of make a little sense to me. Uh, the way they were talking about it was like, this was an opportunity for us to to kind of, you know, not only just kind of give this guy some, some uh, give Dak an opportunity to do some other things. But when you think about it, the offense did some things yesterday that it hasn't done all season. They put the game on the back of their quarterback and said, we're going to throw the ball around the yard the whole game. And that's what they did. And to me, when you think of it from that standpoint, there was a lot gained by that because now you go into the playoffs with your receivers, your tight ends, and your quarterback knowing if they get into one of these games where they got to go and score some points, they ought to feel a little more comfortable little being able to do that. Now, again, it was just one game. And so I don't want I don't want this does not need to be a, you know, a referendum on the the future success of Dak cuz I don't think that's necessarily what it's telling us. I do think though it does have an ability to give all those players I just talked about a certain level of confidence that in the playoffs if they get into a game like this, they can they should be able to go out and compete. I still missed it. <laughs> We're watching if you're just listening to us audio wise, they're showing the the videos of the play and and I I just came in at the very last. This is exactly where I came on to the to the TV last night. I still haven't seen him the throw, and I'll see it later. But I, I wanted to see exactly how he set his feet and how he made that throw. Because when I remember, we were down on the uh, field, way on the look, other look. end. We, here we go. He did see, not set his feet. Now that that right there is, a, is an throw. amazing throw. Yeah. That really is it. And thank you for rewinding that back, Kent. That that was an amazing throw because. Um, he did, like you said, didn't get his feet rolling left and throwing right is really not considered a, a smart play. But I mean, it's fourth and fifteen. You got to make a play. Um, I know Beasley caught one on his head against the Giants. That that's his best play, I think, ever uh, for the Cowboys. Um, mm -hmm. it, just because that was an unbelievable catch, get his knee down and all that. Um, he made a great. He's made some great catches before. That one was great. Uh, that was probably the best one, especially what it meant. But wow, it's the first you know, time I've seen that throw. That was um, one of the cool things to me after hey this game. Hi, hey Dave. I'm here. I'm back. Um, was that it? It wasn't about let's say Zeke running the whole offense and running the ball and him being like the successful guy or Amari Cooper catching all the balls. The the, the confidence. I think it was well spread out because you get confidence to your receivers. Cole Beasley, one of them who has kind of faded out throughout the season and out of nowhere he'll make those kinds of plays. Also, Michael Gallup with that catch in the end zone for the two-point conversion. Also, the offense, the O-line. The O-line just not counting with those two guys in there. Yeah. I mean, it gives them confidence and it gives Dak the confidence that, you know what, I can work with this O-line. I can work with the backup guys and be okay and make it happen. So that was the cool thing that it wasn't like anybody like exploded yeah. or everyone got a little bit of shining time, yeah. especially obviously Dak the tight end Dak too. Carried him. Yeah. Hey Dave. Hi. Dave. Hey. hey Dave. Actually, I was I just wanted to ask you about this. We were talking about yep. the quarterback and and how how much they used him yesterday, letting him play to the end of the game. I did remember a tweet that you put out during the third or fourth quarter, uh, something to the effect of. Um, I don't think that there's anything that this quarterback is going to do or learn in the rest of this game 
that will make him appreciably better next week. I was on the same page. With no, him, that's and it, I changed my tune by the end. I'm interested to see if you did. As well. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, that's you're not you're not always going to be wrong. You're going to have to eat some crow sometimes. And yeah. I mean, how many years in a row have we seen? You know, you just kind of play out the string in this six to nothing win, and or even you know, the, I don't remember the score of the Eagles game in 2016 off the top of my head, but it was ugly. It was like 27 to 13, I think, or something like that. You just, you know, what I I didn't see that coming. Nobody did, yeah. if, and and it was meaningless in the grand scheme of things, in terms of the standings. But like that, that was a moment for me. It really, I mean. It's kind of ironic that one of Dak's moments is in a game that didn't ultimately affect anything, but uh, I don't. You can't take that away from this team. I, and and Jerry Jones said that after the game, he was like, "I wouldn't trade anything for those last two quarters." And to have the opportunity to go back and forth and battle back and come back and lead the team to a win and the confidence boost, yeah, in Dak to make those plays and to do those things, and in the team to see him do that, uh, it's it's invaluable and it's. It's so quintessential football. And that, you know, they were talking about it on talk radio this morning, too, is like it was a bold strategy. It was, you could even, you could call it reckless. You could, because if Dak breaks his fibula taking a sack in that game and he can't play in the playoffs, then you look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no way around it. And so, you know, it's kind of like, it's all hindsight's so big in this game because you get so few opportunities. You only get to play these games once. You know, if if Cooper scores on the reverse, then Scott Linehan's a genius, and if it gets snuffed out, then it's the stupidest thing that's ever happened. And and it's kind of similar with this. If it hadn't worked out, if Dak had gotten hurt or something, or or somebody had been injured, you look terrible, and and you're you're having your job security questioned and your decision making and all that type of stuff. But it worked out better than anybody could have ever drawn it up. And for that, they look like geniuses. And I legitimately do believe that this is a better team because of what happened. And I never, never would have guessed that even at halftime of that game. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll catch up with Dave. I know they just had the conference call for the coach, see if there was anything interesting that came out of that. And then we'll talk about Blake Jarwin, the tight end. Uh, he had a, a really, really great day yesterday. We'll talk about what that means for this team going into the playoffs. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk 
X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Talking Cowboys versus Giants. Cowboys get the big win. And uh, now they head on into the playoffs. They'll be playing the Seattle Seahawks this Saturday night. For those of you who have not heard, it'll be a Saturday night game at AT&T Stadium. Uh, so Saturday. You know we will be talking more about Saturday that. Night. We'll be talking more about that when we get to uh, Wednesday. Dave will give us a scouting report on Wednesday of the offense. And then uh, Thursday will be the defense. And then Friday we'll start giving you guys some uh, some of our opinions on what we think will happen. This Saturday night, Cowboys take on the Seattle Seahawks. So let's jump back in, Dave. Real quick, I wanted to hit you and just see, was there anything that, that Coach Garrett said in his conference call today that you just came from that we uh, that we need to discuss? Uh, need to? Well, the, so the Cowboys are going to practice tomorrow. Everything gets bumped up a day by the side. So tomorrow's like a Wednesday. Tomorrow is a Wednesday, which means practice and the whole shebang. Everybody... Except David Irving, who's not going to play for this team. I think we said that last week. Forget about it. Stop. Just forget about it. Stop it. He's not going to practice. Everybody else will in some capacity. Crawford? Tyrone Crawford as well will at least be limited, according to Jason Garrett. I love that. 52 of your 53 active guys are healthy enough to practice for a playoff game. That's pretty crazy. I wonder if there's any team in the league that's in the playoffs right now has that same scenario i don't know know off the top of my head but i'd be shocked if it's the case and if it wasn't for some weird circumstance that i don't know if we all any of us really know all the details for um you know there's a lot of teams that probably would have cut ties with him or put him on ir david irving Irving, yeah Yeah, i mean very easily could have had 53 healthy guys here Um, probably what it comes down to is because you have so many other guys that are healthy whoever you brought in to come to replace them because they would be like why don't you just put them on ir Whoever that is, it's not going to play. It would be inactive. It would be like a yeah. defensive tackle, Ringo type. I don't even know. Or somebody this. somebody made the Ringo you know. with this? No. Ring. I don't know. I think Ringo wound up back in Green Bay. He's been gone for Sorry, a while. Sorry. Bye, Ringo. No, you're, it's okay. <laughs> bye, Ringo. I'm just, th- you know, somebody made the point when I tweeted out that, are, you know, the practice details that. Your head okay? Yeah. No, sorry. No, it's uh, like you have a bad headache. No, I'm good. I agree. Um, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Mm, Somebody pointed out. Totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, you could have had an extra offensive lineman on the roster yesterday, which might have come in handy since Xavier Suafilo had to leave the game, and you're thin anyway with Zach and Tyron sitting. And I don't have a great answer for you. Uh, There's just there's more at play with there's so much more at play with David Irving, and I you know I know a little bit, and but I don't know enough 
to feel comfortable speculating about it other than it's just a unique situation. I don't expect that he's going to play uh, ever again for this team, but just, yeah, I, I don't have a great answer for you as to why they're still carrying him other than, no, not other than just period. Don't have one. <laughs> well, but I guess when you look at it again, when you look at it overall, the fact the Cowboys have 52 of their 53, they'll yeah. be ready and available for practice tomorrow. It's a big deal. And, and David Irving David Irving hasn't played since the bye week. So, like, it's not – I mean, yeah. it's not like you got to get used to playing without him. Like, you've yeah, they've known well. this. Yep. Now, who they haven't played without is Tyrone Crawford until yesterday. And, and you know, the Giants had some, couple, some nice plays in there. They ran for 143. You know, I'm well, never – technically, they played that game without him. Oh, Crawford, yeah. he yeah. went out in like game. the second yeah. game, the second play. Well, but the they game, went in. So they didn't play well. In they went yeah, into yeah. it. They went into it without. No, you're right. I, you know, I just think he's a difference maker. I mean, without a doubt, he's he played well. And and I, you know, I'm never going to be one to say take away Barkley's 69 yard run because that was a big part of it. But you're not going to face backs like him all the time, especially this week. That um, they run it differently. But I I think that. You know, his his presence, his versatility really allows them to do different things on the line. So it'll be good to have him back. Yep. Let's talk about Blake Jarwin. Yesterday he had a career day, uh, seven catches, 119 yards, 17.0 average. Um, and then the key part, three touchdowns, yeah. two of those touchdowns being in the red zone from 13 yards out and from 19 yards out. Career day doesn't – it's true, but it doesn't <laughs> it feel doesn't like do enough. It doesn't do it justice, yeah. It Nick said be, that before the break it, when I said any time you say someone had a really, really, really good day and that doesn't do it justice, you know, then there's something that's really special. I wrote this that. in my article, and I know this is far-fetched, kind of, but the only person I can really compare this to is Miles Austin. This was a True, Miles yeah. Austin type of thing. Now, Miles was there for two or three years, and you're kind of waiting for him to have that that moment. Um, you've waited a little bit now, a year and a half for Jarwin, but it, it's it's that type of game. It was like, oh, my God. And But I've always said this about Miles. The best thing that he ever did wasn't the, necessarily the 250. was the next game against Atlanta. He went for 171 and mm-hmm. a touchdown, and it's like, okay, this really might be something. And so – We'll see if, if he so builds on he's it. got to follow it up. I'm just saying, let's, let's three build, more let's, against the yeah, Seahawks. Well, that's kind of the key, though. Not is, a lot of three touchdown games, even in Cowboys history. This yeah. is a pretty good one. But but that's what I was going to say. I mean, this this is the key here is that, and I guess the question for you guys, do you think that this is a sign of things to come for him and for this offense? Because we've been waiting for one of the tight ends to step up and break out and become the tight end for this team. He has a day like that. And he does that in the red zone. And and I don't think it's a coincidence that yesterday they go three or four in in red zone efficiency. And that's been a struggle for them most of the year. And all of a sudden, when the tight end starts rolling, it all of a sudden gets a lot better. Do you think that that's something that now maybe you are seeing that that can become yeah. an option for them in the red zone and just an option for them overall and helps this offense move a lot? more efficiently yeah it just they're all different plays that first touchdown i mean i think i think it was the first one Dak did a nice job of, of standing in the pocket waiting and waiting for that to kind of develop and then he was wide open um this third touchdown it was would start to get funny like okay really like he's just yeah. gonna weave through the <laughs> no i mean that's here that's not boom, gonna happen boom. but yeah but you know what though and the, the short answer to your question derek is yes and i'm not i'm not ready to say he's gonna string that together every week because then he would be zach Ertz. i mean if he was doing that every week he would be a pro yeah. bowler but he finished the season with 307 yards he went into december with i want to say 80 
and he had 188 going into that game. So he doubled his tally in one game, and he tripled what he had done the first two months of the season in the final month of the season. So he disappeared against uh, he disappeared against Tampa. Okay, great, but he still put up three really good games in four outings. I mean, it's it's a trend. You're well, and again, he's been given more chances after Swain sure. got hurt. Uh, well, I think and, that and that's a, a lot that's too. A, that's a big part of it is the opportunity, but he is making the most of it. I mean, seven targets against Philly, seven targets against Indy three against Tampa eight yesterday and he turned that into 18 catches yeah. and that and that catch uh on the the touchdown drive that one was one of the key plays of the game key plays uh, you know of of for him I mean he had three touchdowns but that catch right there really kind of got them in position to start being more aggressive and it, it reminded me of the throw that that Dak kind of missed him on or he didn't really miss him in, in Indianapolis. He was he was open. He underthrew him. He didn't make the catch. Got it knocked out of his hands. It was a similar type play where now you're streaking again. You go up and make the play, and I think you know that was just a few plays before Beasley's touchdown. Yeah. Not only that, but and I wish I had time to like do real research on this. We got in at ten o'clock last night, but how many of Dak's twenty-two passing touchdowns came? In the went down the middle of the field, specifically down the seam. It's straight up just has not been a part of the field that defenses have had to worry about. You got Zeke underneath. You can have your linebackers, you know, spy that and keep an eye on that. Cooper and Gallup, the vast and Hearns as well, the couple that he's got. The vast majority of that came outside the numbers. Like teams haven't had to worry about that, and you can't. They do. No, you can't convince me. Not, I mean, you look at that and you say, "All right, we got to You know, safety's got to shade inside. That that's, that's vulnerable. That's something Jarwin can do. It's absolutely crucial to put that on tape for defenses to have to worry that's, about. That's you know, I always talk about the flea flicker and what it would do yeah. to to run it. And and every time you run the ball, you're like thinking about it. Same with with a guy like Jarwin has a game like that. It's like wow. I mean, we got we got to worry about 89 now, and that's all you need for Zeke for Cooper and. My no. goal, I got a and long I want to talk about Gallup too. Yeah, sure. Gallup. I, well, I got a long to do list today, but I'm I'm gonna try to find the time this week to go back and chart it and see because I couldn't be more than two or three other ones. Like they just they haven't taken advantage of that part of the field very often this season. Oh, down the middle. And one more point too is let it's I mean the red zone fact is great, but Jarwin was hurting them all day all over the field. The fourth quarter. I think it was Jarwin's last catch. Again, it was down the seam, over the linebacker, under the safety, middle of the field. It was probably like a 15, 16-yard game, but it was awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the play I was just talking about. Yeah. That, that, that was a key play in the game, and it was just one. You're right, down, right down the middle. Mm -hmm. So Gallup, I was just definitely going to talk about him real quick. If you just looked at Gallup and said three catches, 50 yards, no touchdowns, you know, Pretty pretty solid day, but I mean, a couple of things that don't really show up in that stat line right there. And put one a game winning two point, two point conversion that doesn't show there. Also, twenty three yard pass interference penalty was getting by B W Webb. He shoved him out of bounds. I know people in the press box around us did not agree with that call. Like he stepped out of bounds. It's like uh, he absolutely got shoved out of bounds. That's actually a penalty. That'll be it. That'll be yeah, it's not a felony, but it is a penalty. Um, and. That led to a touchdown. You know, his presence, I'm going to write an article later this week about some of the differences on both teams um, from this game against Seattle. And, and I think not only Cooper, but Cooper and Gallup, it, it's a completely different wide receiving core that Seattle has to face. And I don't believe they're going to have one of their better players that they had in that game. True. Earl Thomas. Oh, yeah. One other thought real quick, because <laughs> we talked about it specifically on Friday with Chuck. I was like, I hope this is, I hope this game gets a moniker. Like, you know, the Darius Jackson game. 
And I, f- I don't feel bad for Blake Jarwin because he had an amazing day, but I feel a little bad because he got, got it stolen. He, he got it stolen from him because <laughs> yeah. 15 years from now, I'm way more likely to remember Dak to Beasley than the fact that he had three touchdowns. Yeezny? I'll be like, oh, that was the game with that amazing throw from Dak to Beasley. Oh, and then Blake Jarwin had three touchdowns. Like yeah, true. He, had it, he had it stolen from him. It, it should have been the Blake Jarwin game. What's funny about that, I, I thought about that, the Blake Jarwin game. You know, are they calling it that? Um, you know, in our recap article, Kurt Daniels wrote that in there. And, and I'm thinking, that sounds cool. But for him and his sake and his career, you kind of hope it's not. You know, you hope it's not the Blake Jarwin game. I mean, sorry, the only reason it's the Jason Garrett game against Green Bay and Thanksgiving, because he never did it really again. <laughs> That's true. And, you know, like, typically, if it's a if it's a Blake Jarwin, it means you didn't do anything. Yeah. It's like, you don't want that. Although, I will say... I mean, Blake Jarwin could play here for another decade and go to five Pro Bowls and not have three touchdowns. True. I mean, the last time it happened was 1973. Billy Joe Dupree. So, uh, so yeah, there have been well, a lot of great the news tight to me that was just like, find out, come back and find out what Blake Jarwin did that Jason Witten has never done. <laughs> like, okay. I just That's one of those things where, like, you know, when you're in the locker room, like, the, the people asking about Jill, Billy Joe Dupree are a certain age yeah, and demographic, yeah. and the people that aren't asking about it, or more, but I mean, well, more like me. Yeah, so you just want to make sure that that it, this lead this turns into something. Like Miles Austin, he was a two time Pro Bowler, turned into something. Don't be Laurent Robinson, who caught eleven touchdowns in a few years ago and never really played again. I mean, yeah. you know, you, and the thing about it is, is all these all these things sound good, but he's got to be able to sit there and block. If he's not going to be an every down blocker, then he's not ever going to be like a starting tight end for you. So that's that's what he needs to get better at and keep doing. But the one thing I will say about that is there are a lot of really good tight ends in this league that aren't great blockers. They're getting away, guys. And if you can do that well, then you can still be a good every down tight end in this league. Okay. There aren't a lot that do both well. Yeah, right? but in this scheme, well, I get it. This, but this current scheme, who knows? But, what it'll but be. there's I'm not. Sure. There's also not a lot of guys on this roster as tight ends who block well. Which. Right? I'm going to give you a free show idea. We don't need to talk about it now. We can save it for the offseason. But, like, this month plus whatever happens in the playoffs, is it enough to make you reevaluate what this team needs to do at tight end in the offseason? We will see. I think that has a lot to do with what happens in this next these next this yeah. next game or games. Hopefully, we'll tell you. Yeah, that, that, will, that will dictate a lot what you're going to do in the offseason, I think. Let's take our final break. When we come back, uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, Cole Beasley and his day, and we'll also get to this defense and how they perform. They give up 36 points, the most they've given up all season. 35. Question, 35 points, Big I'm difference. sorry. And, uh, and we'll, that's the most they've given up this season. And we'll talk about that and whether that makes you a little bit leery yeah. going into the postseason. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, can you tell us a little bit about Tommy John? I can. Uh, Tommy John. Let's find something to talk about here a little bit. They're uh, they're all about freedom. Freedom, you know, and that's that's really where it's important to them, especially where it counts the most, mm-hmm. which is you know, south. So Tommy Rouse. John gives you that freedom. Uh, and nestles the boys. Mm-hmm. We're talking more about uh, men's underwear here, uh, because I say that because they give you men's and women's, and they're not. You know, they're definitely equal opportunity uh, mm-hmm. underwear. So TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys uh, feels like you got nothing on, even though you do, which is good for everybody. TommyJohn.com, you get twenty percent off your first order. There you go. I All know right. everybody was curious, so yes, I am wearing a pair right now. They're awesome, awesome. as advertised. Thank you. They're clean. Letting, no, they're just, clean. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, everybody, calm, calm down. Okay, for now, everyone's calm. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna be a long night. So it is. You're right. You're right about that. It's New Year's Eve. We. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, you're <laughs> right. Seriously. Like, like, you cool. forget when you're I know. working. You a couple of times. It's cool because at ten thirty tomorrow, tomorrow morning, you beat yeah. Garrett and be like, "Hey guys." And then he's going to say, have a good Wednesday or something like that. $10. And everybody in the room is going to be like, mm-hmm. how are we doing, guys? Jason have a great Garrett, yeah. at some point tomorrow, will say, you can't soar with the Eagles if you're out hooting with the Owls. Because uh-huh. he's going to look right at my hungover <laughs> butt and say something like that. Yeah. I'll be in bed at about 1030 at night, I think. Call it an evening. Hmm. You're going you're gonna to live on the East Coast and be like, oh. yeah. Watch it on, yeah. You know, I've already watched it. Like, I've, there are a couple that I've Dick already Clark. had there. So I just watch Sorry. it online and be like, who oh, does it here. now? Who's the Dick Clark of now? Couldn't I tell you. No. Carson, somebody? Carson? Couldn't tell you. Carson, who? No, who am I thinking of? You're think. There we go. Sorry. It's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan oh, Seacrest. Thank you, disembodied Kent. <laughs> we had a couple of horse disembodied Kent. Yes. Oh, man. Sorry. All right, let's get back into it. Um, let's talk about this defense. Yesterday, they gave up 35 points. It was the most they've given up all season. And uh, and it was kind of sh- shocking a oh. little bit. What? Nothing. It was kind of shocking a little bit just because, you know, Odell didn't play. So you, you kind of thought, okay, well, they should be able to handle it. They really weren't missing a lot of guys. 
like the offense was, I mean, other than, than Crawford, mm. pretty much had their guys out there for the most mm. part. They did in the second half. You lost. Uh, they took D.L. out, but he was playing into the second. I mean, he was playing into the third quarter. They pulled him out. It was more like about mid-third quarter, I think, was the last time I remembered seeing well, him. When they post, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's up there yet, which, okay, I feel two types of ways about this. Okay. But when they when they post the all twenty two on Game Pass, mm-hmm. go take a look at the you know the fourth quarter drives where the Giants are moving it at will, and tell me who's in there. Yeah, right. you're going to see you. a lot of Daniel Ross. You're going to see a lot of Karan Reed, Joe Thomas, Damian Wilson. Um, the Cowboys were clearly rotating, and not it was not their best eleven. It was not. They were not playing as though the playoffs were on the line. They were giving guys rest. They were giving young guys an opportunity. Having said that, I said this on Twitter yesterday, is I can only evaluate what you put out on the field for me to see. So, I mean, if that's what you're comfortable running out during the game and they don't play well, then that's fair game, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not just going to write off what happens because you're subbing guys. But at the same time. They were doing that, right? And, and I do think if you just look at the the Giants' drives, the first four, how that how how it ended: interception, fumble, punt, punt, and then touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, downs. That was all second half. That that is the most amazing part to me is that the downs. I mean, I, once they scored, and then uh, Antoine Woods got—I don't even know what he did—got the penalty, taunting, taunting. Uh, he probably did he go slash. I don't know. I don't know what he did. I just, well, anyways, I just know he was apologizing to to Jerry and Steven in the locker room well, after the game. Well, the, the Giants had the ball <laughs> at midfield, kind of and Rosas. Now, someone told me this that he had gotten hurt on the pre on the last kickoff. Mm-hmm. He had hurt his calf. Oh, is that right? They weren't sure what kind of range he had, but they still needed fifteen or twenty yards. They got zero yards. Yeah, that's amazing. That really. I mean, that's, especially after the return, you were like, okay, they're going to been stopped. I was here. like, they're yeah. going to kick this. They're. I, that's the way the NFL works. You yeah. figure they're at least going to get into position to where it's a possibility. You know, maybe he doesn't make it, but they're at least going to kick and yeah. to gain no yards. That's uh, that was surprising. Yeah, I got and a impressive. little bit of I got a little bit of hell from some on one of my tweets yesterday. Probably one of my first ones about Eli. Um, I just said don't retire, and um, they got a lot of crap for that. So, so apologize, but at the end. Why you get a lot? I feel I figure Cowboys fans would agree with that. Yeah, they just want to. Yeah, but then it got. I think it got moved over to some other people that weren't Cowboy fans. Oh, that'll happen. Whatever. It, it, it's all good. And uh, because he ended the game, kind of like that. I mean, you got to get yards. You've got to give your kicker a chance. You've got to. And, and the Cowboys give him credit. They put a little bit more pressure on that drive, and uh, he couldn't handle it. So I speak. I want to go back on Game Pass and see who was in. For that drive, because I, I Woods was because Woods was like, yeah, you need to do something. Although, well, Demarcus Lawrence definitely wasn't. Was I know that it cracked. He he walked off the field in civvies. He was wearing Tim's. Well, he's which cracked me up. He said earlier this week he was like he's like hell no I'm not playing the whole game which I appreciate his honesty. So Go it's ahead. Demarcus. I think Dak even made a joke about it. Uh, in his post, he was like, "Me and Demarcus maybe have different philosophies well, the, on how to handle hold that on. situation." Were you in the? I wasn't there. The I just question, saw it on the transcript. You were in there. Yeah. The question was, Demarcus said he's surprised because you're the quarterback. This is a question to Dak. You're the quarterback of the team. Demarcus said that you'll be able to just kind of come out and say, "Hey, I'm out of this game." Uh, but why didn't you do that? And he started laughing, and he was like, um, "I think we have a little different opinion on how to handle that, or something." He's not going to be able to go and do that. I don't know why Demarcus thinks he can, but 
Um, eh, I well, I want Dak. Maybe could he could probably do that. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm out of the game. I don't know how the mechanics of that work. I mean, it's a little different, though. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's in a position where they already rotate, right? So yeah. it's so him just being like, all right, take a couple extra snaps. Yeah, it young. doesn't change. It doesn't much. change a lot. But yeah. the quarterback says, "I'm out." Like well, it's not it's- like a. Go get some reps. And also, it's like, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't happen at in the season that he's been criticized so much and that people are still wanting to evaluate him and the way he's playing. I'm sure it would. And he's a smart guy. Yeah. So he wouldn't be the one to go up to like the coach and say, you know what, throw uh, Cooper Rush. Which, in. but let's go down this rabbit hole. Be, like, he probably could. Like if he was like he probably could have that conversation with his head coach and say, "Hey coach, you know what? I, I think I've had a good day. I got my reps. Yeah. I just yeah. got crushed off the blind side. Like I'm good." And what are they going to do? Bench him for the Seahawks game? No. <laughs> and so he And they but, may or may not let him come out of the game if he did that too. I mean, that's the other thing coach coach could say, "All right, but we still want to get some more work, so go back in and he would go back in." What is it? it what, he but, definitely could or, say something. Or you could be like I, my back hurts. I can't feel. I can't feel my my right arm. Is that bad? And they're like, the point. The point is, is and it's like all right, go sit down. Yeah, that's what makes that's what makes Dak Dak. Is it Monday? Yeah. You know, is oh, sit down. If if he was bound and determined to get out of that game, he probably could have. Yeah. If I had to guess, but he didn't want to. Right. That's that, and that's part of why the Cowboys are so enamored with him, and for good reason, in my opinion. So and, and that. I'm not judging Demarcus Lawrence at all, by the way. Like, he's got bum shoulders. He's yeah. had ten and a half sacks. Like, by all means, please sit the second half. But it's there's there's two different philosophies at work there for sure. Here's what Demarcus Lawrence has said this year. He said in that this week, you know I'm not going to be playing in the fourth quarter of that game. He wasn't. He also said, this is how you beat the Saints. You jump on them early and you choke them out. And then they're not, they're not going to like it when you hit them like that and they're not going to be scoring 50 points on you. That's what happened. He also said when asked at, at a um, at the um, hospital visits, there was a Seattle fan there, a little girl, and said, "Are you going to try? It? Did you try to change her to a Cowboy fan?" And, and he said, "No, nah, no, nah, it's fine." He was like, "We're going to have to play them again. So when we do, you know, hopefully she'll she'll be uh, happy, you know, that we came to visit her and she'll be pulling for us." And I was like, "You got to play them again?" He goes, "Yeah, we're going to have to see them again in the playoffs." Like just matter of fact, what like doing? like yeah. it's sitting on the schedule, Seattle. Well, here, here we go. Here you he's, go. A, he's a smart man. He is. Savant. I love that guy. Yeah, and I honestly, I just I look at this defense, and um, I, I think yesterday it didn't really tell me anything that made me nervous about the playoffs. I think what I saw yesterday was, as you said, for most of the first half, they were doing a really great job of, of holding them at bay. Got two turnovers there early in the game. Um, so I think the defense did what I wanted to see from it. Um, and I think once you got into the second half, Assuming again, I was I was a little bit worried because when when Layton went down, but assuming everything is fine there and it sounds like everything is yeah, fine, it yeah. sounds like they came out of the game pretty clean on defense, and that to me means that they're ready to go and, for the playoffs. You know, Byron gave up a, a touchdown, which is just that the is second of the year, second of the year, and it's I mean it's a you know one handed. Yeah, that's happen sometimes. You got to tip your cap, although you know you know to play devil's advocate. You feel so great about the, what the offense did and the note that they're going into the playoffs on. Like, it's fair to be troubled, you, you know, even if they weren't playing everybody. Like, yeah. the defense gave up 35. Right. Byron, you know, gave up a play that he hasn't given up all year. But the the way this defense has played all year, I doubt they allow that to affect their confidence, especially, you know, 
they're sitting there like, yeah, whatever. Like our that was our third. But team. Demarcus Lawrence, that's being what I'm one saying. Of the right. leaders, that De- is Demarcus Lawrence He's is not like, affected by nothing. Yeah, I was watching that on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he kind of came in in the second quarter at one point. He'd been out a little bit. He comes in, he gets a sack, fumble, you know, and like okay. And we'll that's do. also the thing: the way they start and finish this game gives them confidence, right? Yeah. They started off basically shutting them down. That's a great. And point the way they too. finished, like you guys said, there was a situation where the Giants could have driven down and had great field position to drive down and get in position for a field goal, and they gave up zero yards. That, yeah. to me, the way they started, yeah. the way they finished, they go into it on the same kind of momentum that the offense. If you're, if you're one of those people that believes in momentum, then I think they can draw from yeah. that game the same kind of momentum yeah. in the way they started and finished. I just I mean, don't believe in momentum because if, if momentum really mattered, then you don't go, you don't get beat after five-game winning streak. You don't get beat 23-0 against the Colts you know, with the momentum. And then, then you're able to come back. So I, I, I know what you're saying, but I look at it more from a confidence standpoint. I agree with that. And, I wish people would replace the word momentum with yeah. confidence because that's what they mean. Yeah, that's like because I mean, like what moment? How does momentum even up there? You're you're stationary. Your team like you're not a. We're not talking about a snowball rolling down right, a hill. Right. Like, you're, what you're talking about is confidence, and confidence. you're talking about in a game. I think when people talk about momentum, I think what happens is. You can also talk. You can talk about confidence. You can also talk of lack of confidence because when something happens and then it starts to snowball, you right. see the other team then start kind of getting a little. They'll press a little bit more. They start making more mistakes. That to me becomes lack of confidence, and that's how Basketball. I think. That's how you can see where it's, it's that whole. It's the concept of momentum, but really, you're right. It's about and, confidence yeah, I mean, and lack know, of confidence. If you come into this game off of that game and you go three and out to start, it's like it's okay. You know, whatever. You know, we we were three or four in the red zone last. Last time, you know, we'll we'll get it rolling as opposed to, oh crap, here we go. Uh, yeah. We still and then something the goes wrong, and yeah. now you're really on a so on a bad play. In a bad I don't place. I don't believe in momentum, but I do believe that confidence is very important to athletes. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on Wednesday. You guys have a very very happy New Year. Be safe out there. We'll get back with you guys on Wednesday. We'll start breaking down Cowboys versus Seahawks. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?